Today we want to look at another story from the New Testament. The story of a co-worker of the Apostle Paul, a young man named Timothy. A story of fear and faith. We find the story over in 2 Timothy 1, verses 3 through 12. Let me read it for you. It says, I thank God whom I serve, as my forefathers did, with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flames the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And so do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That that is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for, for that day. Let, let's take a moment and pray. Dear, dear Father, I pray that you will bless this time uh, in your word. How thankful we are that you have given us your, your scriptures. That they might speak to us and speak into our lives. And God, that's what I pray for this morning. That, that uh, this story... This truth might, might sink into our lives. God, work in these moments it is my prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. When we hear the word fear, certain images seem to come to our mind. I mean, I, think, I can think of times in my life when I was afraid, really afraid. When, when I was in a tornado at age 12 and saw my bedroom wall shake, I, I was fearful. Or when uh, my my family and I were in a boat on the Mississippi River in a windstorm. It was frightening. I can still remember how fearful I was when I took my boys on the Screaming Eagle at Six Flags. Or or to look down over the edge of the Royal Gorge in in Colorado. I don't like that. I can identify with the young Navy recruit who was undergoing a course in combat swimming. The training included jumping into a pool from a 12-foot-high diving board. This recruit walked tentatively out to the edge of the the board, but he froze there and he couldn't jump. You'd better jump, boy. That's what his drill instructor ordered. Still, the fellow hesitated. What would you do, the instructor yelled, if that diving board was a sinking ship? The unnerved recruit said, I'd wait until it sank about another 10 feet. All of us, all of us time, at times, 
have been afraid. A serious surgery that we had, a problem that we faced, an accident that we were involved in, a test that we took, a storm that we lived through, a crisis that we had, an enemy that we confronted, a speech that we had to give, a virus that we want to avoid. All of these can cause us to be fearful. And sometimes it is possible for that fear to control us and cripple us. The comic strip character Charlie Brown is known for being fearful. And in one of his strips he said, I have a new philosophy. I'm going to dread just one day at a time. I mean, that seemed to be Timothy's problem here in our text. He struggled throughout his life with a timid spirit. He struggled daily with fear. Though, though he was a strong Christian leader who worked side by side with the Apostle Paul, and yet he was often fearful. And so Paul writes Timothy to ensure that he had no reason to be afraid. He tells him, don't be afraid. And that's really Paul's message to us as we face fearful circumstances in our lives. Don't be afraid. We, we too, like Timothy, have no reason to fear. As a matter of fact, we find in today's scripture four reasons that can help us to overcome our fears. Reason number one, others are praying for us. Paul tells Timothy in verse number three that he had been praying for him. Listen to what it said. I thank God whom I serve, as my forefathers did with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Timothy was on Paul's prayer list, and daily he took his name before God, asking God to bless Timothy and work in his life. What strength and encouragement that must have brought Timothy to know that the Apostle Paul was praying for him. Let me share with you from my own experience that there is strength and encouragement in knowing that others are praying for you. For, for years, as I started my ministry, every time I talked with my grandmother, Myford, she would tell me that every night she was praying for me and, and my ministry. And I know in, in, in the congregation here in Paxton that there are several people who lift up me and my family on a daily basis, and these prayers inspire me. They encourage me. And I'm sure that others of you who are listening could share how others' prayers have uplifted you. To know that you are not facing life's troubles alone, but that others are caring for you and others are praying for you. Paul intended that thought to inspire Timothy, and that thought can inspire us when we are afraid. Now, now maybe you're not sure that others are praying for you. you. You are feeling like you are facing life's struggles all alone. Well, might I suggest that you ask some people to pray for you. I mean, if you're facing a problem, if you're facing something that causes you to be fearful, ask someone to pray for you, or ask some people to pray for you. For there is new power and strength that we gain in praying and in knowing that others are praying for us. And so don't be afraid, because others are praying for us. Reason number two, faith is living in us. Paul reminded Timothy of his faith in verse number five. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois 
and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. I can just see Grandma Lois and Mother Eunice holding little Timothy on their knee and teaching him about the Bible. Telling him as a young child about how God loved him and how God was with him. And then as he grew up, they taught him about Jesus and his salvation. See, see the faith that Timothy had had begun in, in these two Christian ladies and had been passed on to their grandson and son. And so Paul reminds him to hold on to that faith Timothy, when your world is crumbling around you, hold on to the truths that you have been taught from the Scriptures. And we, need, we too, need to hold on to the truths that we have been taught from the Scriptures. As one writer pictures it, when fear knocks at the door and faith answers, no one is there. <laughs> For, for example, one of the first fears that many children experience is the fear of being alone in the dark. And, and we as parents assure our kids we're right in the next room and that God is right there with them. And the truth is, He has promised to be with us. To be with us until the end of time. He, he's told us that He'll never leave us or forsake us. And we as God's children need to hold on to such promises when we face the fearful circumstances of life. You know, God's made some great promises to us that, that He is in control of the world, that, that He will bring good results from even the worst circumstances of life, that He cares about us individually, that He is there to help us, and through Him we can accomplish all things. These are the kinds of truths that we must hold on to in, in those fearful times, in troubling times, we need to remind ourselves and others of the faithful promises of God. The Christian artist Steve Green once said, You have no need to fear the darkness tomorrow if you're walking in God's light today. Just, just listen as I read again verses 8 to 12 of our text and note the things that Paul reminds Timothy about coming from the Scriptures. He says, so do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That, that is why I am suffering as I am, and yet I am not ashamed, because I know whom I have believed, and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. I mean, there are so many good things that Paul reminds Timothy about. I mean, the power of the gospel, the grace of God, salvation in Jesus, new life in Christ, the hope of an eternal reward. These were all intended to encourage Timothy onward and to encourage us onward to be faithful in fearful times. 
And so again, Paul tells us, don't be afraid because faith is living in you. Reason number three, God is using us. Paul said to Timothy in verse number six, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flames the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. God had given Timothy some special gifts and abilities to use for him. And Paul didn't want fear to keep him from using these gifts. And so Paul encourages Timothy to fan into flame these gifts of God, to use these gifts that he has been given. And it is important that we also use the gifts and abilities that God has given us. For just as Timothy was given some special gifts and abilities, we have been given some special gifts and abilities. Just as Timothy needed to use those gifts, we need to use our gifts. See, what you are is God's gift to you. But what you make of yourself is your gift to God. And so we must not let faith cripple us. Instead, we must let God work in our lives For God to work in us and through us. There are often regrets, people, in not trying. In in wondering what might have been. Instead of what we should have done. Have you ever said, if only? I mean, if only I had made a different decision. If only I made a better financial choice. If only I had spoken up. If only I tried to be a leader. If only I had shared Jesus with them. If only I had tried to help. Someone has said the one thing worse than a quitter is a person who is afraid to begin. God doesn't want us living our lives thinking about what might have been. Instead, He wants us to use He wants to use us and work in us. And we certainly must not let fear hinder that. Philippians 4.13 should challenge all of us. Paul wrote these words, I can do everything through Him who gives me the strength. People, that ought to be our theme verse, especially in difficult times. I can do everything through Jesus who gives me the strength. Mother Teresa was once asked about any fear that she had in beginning her ministry in India. She responded with these words, I'm still convinced that it is he and not I. That's why I was not afraid. I knew that if the work was mine, it would die with me. But, but I knew it was his work, that, that it, it will live and bring much good. If the work is looked at as just by our own eyes, and only from our own way. Naturally, we ourselves can do nothing. But in Christ, we can do all things. That's why this work has become possible. Because we are convinced that it is He, He who is working with us and through us in the poor and for the poor. To to know God's help in difficulty, to use God's gift of service, to experience God's working in our lives. All of these should encourage us as God used Timothy. God wants to use us. And so don't be afraid because God is using us. He's working in our lives. And then reason number four, maybe the most important reason, is because the Holy Spirit is working in us. 
Paul reminded Timothy about the Holy Spirit, verse number 7. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Here Paul mentions three characteristics of an effective Christian. Power, love, and self-discipline. And these are all available to us because of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. That Spirit filled Timothy, and that same Spirit fills us. Not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. There's a verse over in the Apostle John's writing. 1 John 4, 4, it says this, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Note note again that last verse. The one who is in you, the Holy Spirit that is in you, is greater than the one who is in the world, is greater than Satan. People, we have no reason to fear when we realize that God's own Spirit is at work in us. We are not going through life alone. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. We don't have to depend upon our own strength for the Spirit. God's Spirit strengthens us. I'm reminded how the apostle in in the first century were told to no longer preach or teach about Jesus. And it would have been easy for them in response to hide in fear, but that's not what happened. Instead, they prayed, and it says that the Spirit shook them, and they began to speak the Word of God with a new boldness. And I believe it's about time that we pray that the Lord's Spirit will shake us up and that we will speak with a new boldness. That we might realize that we have no reason to fear because God's Spirit is in us. His Spirit is right here in us and at work in our lives. And so don't be afraid. Why not? Four reasons. Others are praying for us. Faith living in us. God is using us. And the Holy Spirit is working in us. You know, there's a lot of negatives that we say to ourselves sometimes. But you know, God has a positive answer for each of these negatives. We we may say that it's impossible, but God says all things are possible. We, we We may say, I can't go on, but God says, my grace is sufficient. We may say, I can't figure, th- figure things out, but, but God says, I will direct your steps. We may say, I can't do that, but God says, you can do all things. We may say, I'm not able, but God says, I am able. We, we may say, I'm not worth, it's not worth it, but God says, it will be worth it all. We, we may say, I can't manage, but God says, I will supply all your needs. We may say, I'm afraid, but God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. We, we may say, I, I'm always worried and frustrated, but God says, cast all your cares on me. We may say, I'm not smart enough, but God says, I'll give you wisdom. We may say, I feel all alone. God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That brings us to our practical application. What, what are we going to do as a result of this morning's message? Can I, can I suggest three things to you? Number one, think through the things that cause you to be afraid. Are these things keeping you 
from being the Christian that God wants you to be. You know, really to be the Christian that God wants us to be. I mean, we can't be fearful. We need to be faithful. And so number two, review the four reasons that the Apostle Paul gives that can help you overcome your fears. I mean, others are praying for you. I mean, faith, it's living in you. God, God, he's using you. And the Holy Spirit is working in you. People, we need to remember. Again, we've got reason to be faithful and not fearful. And so last of all, with the help, with help from God, his spirit, and his people, take the positive step necessary to move forward in faith. And people, that's my prayer for you this morning. That, that collectively, we will move forward in faith. That there's a lot of things that cause us to be concerned and maybe fearful in the day in which we live. But we have a God who has been faithful to us. He will be faithful in helping us through the storms and the difficulties of life. And he'll help us move forward. Not fearful, but, but faithful. Let me pray for you. Dear, dear Father, I pray a blessing upon those who are listening today. I, I pray that, again, you will just uh, work in uh, each person's life. God, I pray for those who do not know you as Lord and Savior. They don't have a relationship with you. And God, I pray that you will move them, you will lead them to a relationship with you. That they'll know the truth of your gospel and the salvation that your son Jesus can provide. And for those who are Christians this morning, I, I just pray, I, I just pray that you will help them to be faithful and not fearful. Uh, these are certainly troubled times. And yet, because of you, and because of your presence, and because of your working in us, we can be faithful in, in these troubled times. And so, God, I pray you're working in each of our lives now, I pray all this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you for listening this morning. I'm glad that you've joined us. I also want to encourage you, if, if you've got a need, if there's a struggle that you're dealing with, please contact our church. I mean, you can call our church. Uh, our, again, our church phone number is 217-379-4443. Or you can contact us uh, through our uh, website. Uh, paxtonchurchofchrist.org and again we'll be glad to get in contact with you uh, we want to minister to you and help you take the next step in your spiritual walk with Jesus uh, again it's uh, the, the vision of our church to be a connecting place to be disciples of Jesus who lovingly connect others with him we hope you have a great week uh, ahead we hope God protects you and keeps you safe and we look forward to uh, to sharing with you again next Sunday.